you got to have employee satisfaction first before you can have you can build a brand or you can have a, a, a good customer experience. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast and virtual events. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Chuck Kramer is the Chief Operating Officer at Foundation Automotive, a rapidly growing automotive group here in the United States and Canada. And Gene, I don't think you were referring to me, but more likely to Cara Delane, who's been with us throughout the show today. Chuck Kramer, welcome back to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. I got to tell you, maybe when following the shows, and so I got to tell you, Hey, Ted, I mean, so many people are reaching out to me and they love your show. They love what you do. Um, I think you're, you're extremely positive. Everybody loves the information. So, man, keep it up. And I, I think that you might be the online superstar in the automotive industry. Uh, so thank you for what you do. Hey, Chuck, it's uh, it's an honor to have you. Uh, I've also been following some of the things you're doing online with Dealer Discourse and uh, the podcast that you've got going. So you're you're. Um, your organization is really setting the trend, not only in retail, but if I may add, on the social media side uh, as well. Is that by accident or more likely by design? No, I, you know, I've been in business for, you know, around 37 years. And I guess uh, you, you have to change. And I think that uh, social media is a good platform for talking about positive things. And that's what we do. And and we feel like the social media it, it gives us the opportunity to talk uh give us a message of what we're doing. And ultimately we, what we're doing with the, uh, with our podcast is what we're doing. We're getting on people that are basically influencers that are in the industry. And, and we want to share that information. We really feel like that the more information that we can provide what we're doing, some of our successes, successes and some of our failures, we truly feel like that getting it out there, we're going to help make the auto industry. We're changing it really. And, and, and uh, with the podcast really helps and we can't wait to have you on to get some of your views and talk a little bit about your experiences. And, 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 and uh, we feel like that um, it's very important for us at this point, this, this time in the, in this industry, there's so many things changing so fast as let's, let's get some, let's get some dialogue open that we can all uh, get better together. Your organization foundation uh, automotive is really focused on people I've noticed. And uh, if you can tell us a little bit more about foundation, how this came about um, what you're doing, what's, What's what's Foundation Automotive all about? Yeah, you know, by chance, I got to meet Kevin Kaczynski, uh, CEO, president uh, of uh, Foundation Automotive. Extremely successful man. Love to get him on sometime. He had a lot of success up in Canada. He started kind of like like me in the in the service department, started from the ground up. Um, him and I got a lot of uh, um, our minds, like I say, almost aligned. Uh, almost on everything. And one of the things that we've learned through our career, and he had multiple companies at one time, he was involved in 51 companies in Canada, startups, anywhere from car business to RV to auctions to uh, even some of the oil field businesses. And he he opened up an M&A company, a mergers and acquisition company. And he thought, hey, let's get, let's, I want to get back to car business. I really love this. And we met and we were like-minded. And one of the things I joined him is a little bit different. Our group's a little bit different. Uh, when we look at buying stores, or we look at we want we want uh, we want a leader that's got buy-in. It's in the community that has a piece of the pie. Um, a lot of 
we, we offer partnerships and, and a lot of people offer partnerships, but we do a true partnership where we give the operator the opportunity to come in on the land, uh, pay exactly what we pay for the operations. And as they grow it and, and they get, they get the, the operation gets worth more, it's kind of their annuity or their retirement. And uh, we got some great operators. Um, and we, I really feel like that you got to have employee satisfaction first before you can have, you can build a brand or you can have a, a, a good customer experience because they have to buy in, they have to believe in us. And then, then, then that basically makes our jobs a lot easier as mentors. And that's kind of how I feel that I am is we try to guide our guys. We don't run our stores. We guide our stores. Tell us, tell our audience, if, for those who don't know, where are, where are the stores located in North America? Um, you know, we have two stores in the Vancouver area and one in, uh, up in Drayton Valley, uh, up north of uh, Canada. Um, we have stores in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, um, Madisonville, and we're Kara, the home of Kara. Uh, we have uh, in Freestone and uh, Fairfield. Um, we are in uh, Castle Rock and Wheat Ridge. And then um, we have some stores. We're just we're closing on a brand new store, a new store uh, in, Den- in the Denver area in 45 days. And we have another 16 stores in in, uh, in the Texas area and on the West Coast that we're, 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 we'll be closing in the next six or seven months. So we are growing. And what's the most important thing, I guess I want to say, is that, you know, a lot of these opportunities find us because every buy, sell or every situation that we've been involved in, we have the, the, the previous owner who have great advocacy. Uh, you call Fred Henson. You know, you talk to, you know, Stacy, Stacy uh, out of Fairfield. Um, John Medved, which is very uh, an iconic guy in the, in, in the Denver area. Um, he, he liked us. He, he wanted our, he wanted us to buy their stores because he likes our philosophy and, uh, and they're great advocates for us. And, and that's why I, I, when people approach us and they say we have our store for sale, you know, the, the employees are, are probably the most important asset of the store. Location's great. I guess the brand, but you can have the best brand, best location and your employees are not engaged and you don't really have anything. And that's kind of what we do. We, that's how we merge and, and I say, that's kind of what we're buying. We're really not buying. We're actually partnering. And I call them my associates. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the car business. And I, I, I did hear a little bit that you first you launched the first offsite quick lane uh, in the United States as well. Tell us, tell us about all that. Yeah, real quick. I started in the car business in the early 80s. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I really wasn't, a, you know, I wasn't sure about college and uh, I loved cars. And a guy named Otis Van at Vantage Ford, Lincoln Mercury in El Dorado, Kansas, just took over a store. It was a, a DD store and he was a, he was a previous successful salesperson. He took the store over. He hired me. I, I was his janitor. And uh, it was funny as I would clean his office and and he would always have to find me and and I would be talking to customers. So one day he said, I have to let you go. He said, you're the worst janitor I've ever had in my life. And But he said, you're selling cars. And he was a great mentor, a guy named Charlie Davis. And I then I worked in the Midwest in Kansas, Rusty Eck Ford, got the opportunity to work for Laird Noller, the Van Tile Automotive Group. Um, and, and I got another great opportunity, met a guy named Randall Reed, one of the youngest Ford dealers out there. And he was getting ready to build this huge empire. And I partnered up with him, learned a lot from him. Um, uh, just on, you know, different way of thinking. Right. And so uh, always, always was always telling me, you know, you always got to think out of the box. And, and then I met Bob Taylor, which on a fixed stops guy, he was with Randall for multiple years and he was, he really indoctrinated me in the, the, uh, the fixed stop side of the deal because ultimately I'm a sales guy. Right. And I thought the fixed stops was just there because you had to have one, but I found out that the, the, the mechanics, the, everybody in the, on the, on the, Backside of the business, which is the fixed operations, is is just as much as important or equally important as sales. And so, you know, and I, as I started in, in 2000, I believe it's 2008 when we had a downturn of the car business and 
Chris Norton was the uh, parts and service regional manager for Ford. And we were talking about ways, how can we increase, how can we increase our capacities in our shops? And unfortunately that time that you had a lot of recalls and different things that was going on in the industry and, and the, the shops were, were at capacity and it was hard to either you go second shifts or do lateral support. There's a lot of different philosophies there. So Chris and I sat down, we talked a little bit about the quick lane. What if we could do this offsite and do your brakes, batteries and tires provide great service, fast service, uh, reasonable cost service and still do it kind of under the Ford umbrella, use their parts and their power of buying tires, their power of buying oil and different things. So uh, we uh, we ran up the flagpole with, you know, Alan Mullally was involved in a deal, a guy named Don Cape. Uh, uh, and we, we had these meetings, we had these business plans and they 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 approved it. They approved it offsite. And it was kind of controversial because everybody was like, well, is this a dealer code thing or, you know, is this going to be another franchise? And uh, we proved it to work. We, I built a second one in Porter. It was like 11 miles down the road. Randall wow. Reed built one of the largest in Spring, Texas. And I believe he built another one in Garland, Texas. And uh, we were one of the first. I was the uh, chairman of the board on the Quick Lane Association in Houston. And I was very instrumental in, in, in traveling a little bit and doing some videos for Ford and explaining that this is just not, you know, boat anchor or this is just not a crazy, cracky, wacky thing that the manufacturers are coming up with. And I believe the uh, tire, uh, quick lane tire and auto centers are extremely successful uh, if you're a Ford dealer. And, and now I've kind of taken that vision to other brands. We just did one for Chevrolet. It's in, in Castle Rock. We've done one for um uh, the, the four store here. And we're doing another one for one of our other franchises. And, and it's really, the customers like it. They really like that. They like that the opportunity to go into where they feel like it's fast. I mean, I can see my car being worked on if I want to be there. Um, it's priced right. We got, a, you know, the tires, we got an tire business. And I think that's extremely important. Tell us a little bit about the importance, Chuck, of fixed operations in the future and and how you see it. Uh, many of us, myself included, for many years have been variable and sales focused, yet there's a, a new, new spotlight on fixed operations, I feel. And the theme of our event is the fast and furious. Mm -hmm. You can just feel the business now coming that way fast and furious. What about fixed ops now and in the future? What do you think? I, fixed ops is my, I guess, my, my first love. I hate to say this, but, you know, I started selling cars and I love selling cars. I, that was my, I'm a very passionate about selling cars and taking care of the customer. But more importantly is the fixed operations. I felt like that, you know, consumers, we, we as dealers and, 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 you know, 20 years ago, lost a lot of business, a lot, a lot of, you know, a lot, lost a lot of business because we're selling so many cars. And I think in 2008 really would change things and looked at things, say, we're only going to sell X number of new cars and used cars. We better really get good at fixed ops. And we started looking at our organizations. We found out that the aftermarket accessory companies, Midas, all these other companies that took our business and took it away from the dealerships because we just did a poor job with it. And uh, I've been a student of it in the past 12 years. I'm in and actually, you know, work with a guy, great guys named Bob Taylor, Rick Ford, uh, guys who are focusing on fixed. Oh, made me understand the importance of the, the fixed operations. And believe me, if you get 100% absorption in your dealership, just understand if we get the cycles of selling new and used cars, it doesn't hurt as bad, especially right now today. Uh, we're not able to get inventory because of the chip situation. So our new car inventories are down probably 50, 60, in some cases, 80%. Uh, we had, I tell my guys every day, our operators actually I'm meeting with them in, in, uh, on Monday and Tuesday, we have to be great at this. We have to provide great service. We have to make sure that we have our techs that are extremely, um, they, they have to be informed. They have to, they have to be 
100% on board and knowing what our mission is and include them. And I think in the past, we never included our techs. We never included our service writers. Right. And, and I'm, I'm really excited. And one of the things that uh, we, we asked you and you were very graciously come out and we're very excited about you coming in and helping us with our service writers. It's not the fact they've asked for it. It's not that I'm saying, hey, we got to train is the guys are raising their hand going, you know what? I see your vision. I understand that, but I don't know if I know how. And uh, we need help. And I, I would not be the expert of that. And that's why we call on our experts. And I, I will tell you one thing. I listen a lot. I listen and I learn. And every day that I learn something and I'm looking forward to learning some from you guys when you come in. So that's it's extremely important. I think the dealers out there that are watching this deal and understand is look at your fixed operations, look at your shop efficiencies. You know, it's not really the effective labor rate. Yeah, it's important. Your hours per hour is important. But are you truly are you truly giving the customer the great experience that you have retention. So if you do that, you can weather almost any storm. And we weathered the storm last year. Let me look at COVID. And, and we had to, we had to change the way we were doing. I mean, we had to find out to do, how do we, how do we do, pick up a car and deliver a car in a safe manner that our employees, we want them safe, but more importantly, we want, we want the, the public to feel safe that they can do business with us. And we sanitized our vehicles. We made sure that we uh, did our social distancing and wore the masks and basically made the customer feel comfortable doing business with us because now they're loyal. Now they understand that you're committed. And when you're committed, people, there's total transparency. Then you build your relationships. Then you build, obviously, your retention. I love it. Yeah, and, that's great. And, and finally, let's talk a little bit about people. I know you, I see your company's mantra is people first always. And I'm excited to come down and to visit with your, uh, your dealerships here in the first week of May and get started with you. So I'm, I'm anxious as well. But I really like your focus, not just on the customer part, but on the employee part. And some of the things that really stick out are, Chuck, the teamwork, honesty, integrity, innovation, the continuous improvement, and transparency. Talk to us a little bit about those things. Yeah. It, and that's why, and that's one of the things that's so important. I, I, we listen, we listen to our people. We actually have an inner, uh, intercompany intranet that we just launched and we're asking for feedback. Now there's a lot of times where I'll have employees said, yeah, we would like to have a restaurant and a gym in your dealership. I would too, you know, but I think, but there, oh, there's a lot of reasonable requests. I think it's called respect. Uh, it's called basically listening to the employee and understanding the employee's needs, understand that things have changed. I mean, Eric Barbosa does the best job at Henson. He has split shifts. He has, we have over 45% of the staff is female. And, and, and think about that. And, and, and we, have to, we have to understand their wants and needs and their, their schedules. And we want to schedule these, these people that are going to great contributors that would never get in a car business before because it's 80 hours a week. And, and they don't feel like they're respected or listened to. First thing I would say, we listen, we change. Kevin and I make all the decisions in our company. If we have, if we have to look at a policy, uh, we look at it all the time. Uh, we actually looked really hard at our, our sick day policy, especially with COVID. It really brought the light on the deal. And, you know, with, with some of what's going on and people felt like they had to go to work because they would not make the money. So we, we expanded our sick, some our, our opportunities for more days off and, and better pay, better hours. Um, every, every, every year we look at our, 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 our employee benefits and are we given the best benefits? Because ultimately it's the employees of the company is, is the heart and soul of your company. I don't, if you, I don't care what you sell, if you don't have great employees and you're not listening to your employees, you're not going to, you're not going to achieve the success that you should be achieving, quite frankly. I love it. Chuck Kramer doing great things at Foundation Automotive. And um, everybody, you want to keep an eye on Chuck Kramer and his group because they are really making the move. And just some of the things that you mentioned, the the percentage of the staff that's female, uh, you're way ahead on a lot of things that you're doing. So great honor to have you here, Chuck, today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. And uh, let's look forward to a great 
2021. Guys, thank you for having me. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Ted. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. On behalf of Ted Ings and everyone at the Fixed Ops Roundtable, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.